Everything voiceover. Welcome to a brand new episode of Voice Coaches Radio. My name is Marissa, and uh, it is officially Superheroes. Well, yesterday was Superheroes Day. We'll call it Superheroes Week, but this is a great uh, week for this to be happening because this transitions right into my guest today, who happens to be a former student of Voice Coaches, and that is Kendall. How do I pronounce your last name? Segovia. For whatever reason, I always want to put an R in there somewhere, like Segovia, but it, that's not it, and I'm wrong. Sergovia, Sergovia, like a Sir Sergovia. I don't know, uh, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> that being said, I mean, this is a great week to have you because you just got done about a month or so ago doing a character demo with us, and. There's a, there's a lot of students that come on through the program. And I think what's different about you and, and some students is like, <laughs> I think you have no shame whatsoever. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing. I say that as a compliment uh, because a lot of people want to do characters. They I receive do, it as a compliment. I yeah, receive good, it. Good, good. Thank you. Because they, they want to do things like character work. They want to do things like animation and video games, but then they're a little bit too scared to actually do it or they're not really sure how. And I mean, let's just talk about how much fun doing your demo was first, because I mean, it was for me as the producer, you know, what happens is is the, the voice coaches studio, the way it's set up is like, you're behind me. So like, I can't see you as you're doing this but I can picture the character in my head. And like, I was, you know, I was drawing like some of the characters as like what I was picturing. And um, and then I would turn around and I saw you and I'm like, well, that's not a little cowboy. Uh, <laughs> it's not a Yosemite Sam, uh, but tell me how much fun you had prepping your demo and how much fun you had doing it. Oh man, I had, a, I, it was a blast. It was a total blast. Um, you know, after actually recording it, I was like, I think I had almost too much fun. And I was, you know, we were only, you know, I was only in there for, you know, an hour and a half or so in the, in that sound booth. And I was exhausted because, and not just because of the recording is because we laughed so much. I was just like, I'm so tired from laughing. (laughs) Um, uh, The prep work was, was really fun because, but it was also, I mean, it was difficult because you don't, you know, like in our, in the training and the lessons that we get, they say, you know, don't rehearse too much, don't memorize too much. And so that was difficult me, difficulty for me because coming from an, a theater background, you know, I memorize everything and I try right. to memorize everything ahead of time. So this time it was, um, it was more about uh, just finding different voices and different characters and being sort of uninhibited and uh, stretching my voice to kind of see what it could do. Cause I've always, I've always known that I could manipulate my voice in different ways. And so it was a lot of fun looking at all of the options for, um, for my demo being like, okay, what can I do with this? What can I do with this? But also having it kind of fit in the world of what the character was or whatever the, the commercial was with a narrative. And I was like, does this fit? Does this voice fit? And um, 
yeah, I had I had a blast preparing for it, um, walking around my house doing different voices <laughs> with my dog, and my dog George looking at me like, "Well, she's lost it. That's that's it. She's oh, lost God. her mind." George is completely <laughs> used to this. Okay, he's like lost I, it. I mean, him and I, we had this conversation already. He's like, my mom is a little out there. It's okay. Um, you know, I just want to warn you before she comes back into the studio. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, what, um, what I loved about your demo session was I think that, that you are somebody, maybe it's because of your background, maybe it's just because you are a creative individual, but you were definitely thinking outside the box that a lot of people don't, don't think outside this specific box. Like as an example, the audiobook that you picked, I think a lot of people wouldn't have even thought about doing a character for, you know, mm. and, and you came in <laughs> and you could have easily just like, that could have been the piece where like, you know what, I'm just going to be me, you know? And then all of a sudden you turned into this like <laughs> fancy British, like, I mean, it was, it was so good. And like when you left, like this doesn't happen every day where you leave, like the student leaves and I'm like, yo guys, you got to come in here. You got to listen to this. <laughs> like, you know, and, and it was just like every single piece, it, it just, it literally sounded like somebody was different in, in that booth. Um, and, and, and it was well, just, thank you. yeah, no, I mean, and, and it was just amazing to, to experience on, on this end for me, because, you know, that's something that I've always wanted to do as well, but you know, you were saying, you know, your background, you come from a theater background. So what kind of work, because I, it wasn't just theater, you've done other acting as well. Am I right? Am I right? Like, tell us a little bit about the kind of stuff that you've done. Uh, yeah. So primarily my background is classical theater and stage. And what kind of, I mean, I've always, a lot of people have always told me that I have a strong voice and uh, you know, when I, I've done a little bit of film, but <laughs> I have a very, um, uh, characteristic kind of face. Like I'm a very exaggerated face. I, you know, I exaggerate my facial expressions and my voice a lot and I, you know, move my body a lot. So I was almost too expressive on film and which is fine. Like I do just still do film, but with theater, there's such a creative freedom and really exploring because you have such a big space to fill. And so I think that's kind of maybe where I felt it, it feels comfortable in a sound room because even though you're in a in a sound booth and you're just do you're doing, you know, I would say just a voice, but there's a lot of creative freedom because you're trying to you're you're literally a radio on a radio or or a TV or or wherever your voice is coming from, trying to reach the furthest points. So I think my theater background definitely um, helped with just um reaching the furthest points possible that I could possibly reach and making it very clear and very specific if it was muffled or if it didn't really make sense or if it um was too soft or if it was you know not specific enough I think it would uh you know it just it just wouldn't feel as solid as it did during our demo but um I did a show last year I was very very lucky I got to do a show last year and because it was during COVID, you know, we only had a cast of five actors and it was about 40 different characters. Wow. So we all had like nine to 10 different characters and it was a total blast. And, you know, I got, got to do 
crazy different characters. Some of them I brought into the demo, like like <laughs> sort of our uh, Blanche Devereaux character that sort of came out. Yeah, I can't uh, yeah. That, that was that was mind blowing. By the way, <laughs> I would have I would have guessed anything that the the ghost of Blanche Devereaux like popped <laughs> into your body, uh, and like I had a golden girl right behind me. It was crazy. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's because I you when I go into a show or I go into rehearsals for a show, you can't have a very, um, you can't go into it having a concrete idea of what it's going to be or what it's going to sound like. So having a lot of flexibility, I think that also helps um, kind of guide me in the night in the right direction is, is if I, if I go in and I have a concrete idea because that changed in the sound booth. Yeah. When we were when we were actually recording it, I mean that changed. It started out as something, and then we were like, maybe she's more this way, and then it ended up being this character, and it was like, yeah, that's it. So it's having that sort of flexibility, and I have that from my theater background because things change in rehearsal. They right. change, you know, characters change. You find new things. You find you discover um, facts and ideas about a character that you didn't realize before and so having a being able to be flexible I think is really important and that's something that I've been able to um you know really grow in my uh sort of in my acting background my theatrical background well, sometimes it takes some teamwork too right to like point Absolutely. out point out some strengths and maybe some weaknesses or like hey I think that's great but why don't you step into it a little bit more and see like what else you can bring out of it because like, exactly. that's what's happening with some of them it's like you had it but you just needed to go like that extra step and some people are frightened to do that you know but but you you're not <laughs> well, yeah. yeah exactly and that's what having that's uh you know working in the theater world you have a director and you know they haven't they kind of have an idea, but you're definitely working with other people. You know, you're working with a producer, you're working with a director, and you definitely had that kind of director mentality. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I, it, I, it was very comfortable for me. And I was like, oh, she's, even though you, you're the producer, you were also my director. And I was like, yeah. it was an easy relationship for me to kind of navigate. And I was like, oh, okay, this is my director. This is a stage, whatever. <laughs> Let's just play. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, as you as you went and, and switched from, you know, theater and, and film and decided I'm going to start navigating voiceover, what did you find to be your biggest challenge in, in this little bit of a switch? Because you go from full on everybody can see you, everybody can hear you, everybody can, you know, whatever to it's just your voice. So what was the biggest challenge that you found? Uh, throughout the program or just trying to even get to the demo session itself? Um, I think, yeah, I, I think probably a couple of the, of the technical aspects was navigating like the microphone and like, how far should I be? Should I be like right on top of it? Or should I step <laughs> back? Like, you know, cause I, I'm used to, I'm being mic'd, but it's, it's, it's a battery pack. Like it's right on my head. You know, it's not something that I really have to nav navigate. Um, so there's definitely a, a, an aspect of technicality that I'm still kind of navigating about, like you know, you, the different mics and how things sound and the clear the clear sound and being crisp and uh, and then also I think obviously the rehearsal aspect is kind of uh, something that I you know, it's difficult to navigate. It's, it's difficult to navigate, but it's, it's 
um, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun to play with different voices in, in theater and stage. You have to, you know, make sure that you're articulating very, very well so that everybody in the theater can hear you. I think in, in voiceover, there's like certain machines that you can do to kind of like crisp things up or maybe, yeah. you know, make it sound better, <laughs> you know? And, well, and it also, helps that you've got that microphone right in your face that it's going to pick it up nice and crystal clear. Whereas somebody in the back of the theater might be like, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, did and you I find think- it, did you find it difficult? The, the fact that you're not seen? I didn't really find it that difficult, honestly. Um, I actually feel like maybe it was actually maybe a little bit more freeing okay. in the voiceover aspect because I was still able to physically, you know, express myself. Yes, not you like, <laughs> Not like blocking and like, you know, moving from stage right to stage left or whatever. But um, I was still able to physically express myself just in like a postural way. You know, I would stand differently um, when I, you know, was doing the audiobook uh, piece than I very the, proper. The different, I like it. Yeah, then, then I stood with, um, you know, with uh, the cowboy, the the lip balm one. So yeah. it was, uh, you know, I wasn't, I was still able to physically express myself in a postural way. And, um, and, but I was, I felt a little, I did feel a little bit freed in the, in the voiceover because I didn't have to wear like a costume, (laughs) you know, I didn't, I didn't have to do my hair and makeup and that takes like a couple of hours, you know? (laughs) So, you know, and all that's very interesting because I would have expected that the fact that people can't see you and you can't get an emotion across based on facial features or the way that your, you know, body is slouched or whatever, like, you know, I would have thought that that maybe created a little bit of a a trip up for you, but obviously, I mean, it didn't. I would have thought so too. I would have thought so too, honestly. And so I was kind of surprised at that because that's kind of what I was expecting. I was like, oh, I'm going to want to, you know, one all over the the photo, the sound booth. And I was like, oh, I didn't, you know. (laughs) Right. But I say to everybody, like the moment that you step outside a comfort zone is where you grow and where you might surprise yourself, you know, and that's what you were just uh, realizing there. But so what do you, what do you do? Because I mean, I've seen what you do, but explain what you do in creating your character. Like, cause I saw the little papers that you had attached to things and like the ideas that you thought and like explain how this process works for you. Because I think that's probably the biggest hiccup that people come in, come into play with, um, you know, because they lack the experience in the first place, but then it's like, they really want to do this, but they're not fully comfortable and they don't really know where to start. So what is usually your start? One of my starts is watching a lot of television. (laughs) I watch a lot of TV. Um, I watch a lot of animated stuff. I watch a lot of uh, TV shows that have a lot of uh, uh, like character actors. And when I say character actor, um, that's somebody that can kind of, you know, morph themselves into different beings and sound different ways. And and I kind of kind of take inventory of things that I think that I can do, but I can do well because I'm not going to put things in my toolbox that I 
don't really think I can do very well or that I'm like, uh, maybe I could do a Scottish accent, but I know for a fact I can't do a Scottish accent. <laughs> so I'm not going to have that like in my toolbox. I'm going to have like, you know, and I literally have a pad of paper and I write down, okay, what is it that I do really well? What are the voices that I do really well? What are the voices that I've done before doing a show or whatever? And I kind of take inventory and this is what I do well. I can do a Southern really well. I can do an um, English really well. I can do this, you know, and, and also taking inventory of how um, my pitch change. And this all helped from the lessons that I was taking in voice coaches is, is finding different pitches and different um, rhythms and paces is how, um, and making sure that that's part of my toolbox is when I speak in a Southern accent, I'm definitely gonna slow down my tone and I'm gonna talk a lot slower. So <laughs> things like that and things that I can do well and having that all on a piece of paper. And then when I go through these pieces of all of the options, that was probably probably the most difficult part of preparing my demo was going through all of the options. Yeah, like, oh, I know there's so many. There's only like 15 subjects. And then I open one subject and there's like 200 <laughs> lists. Um, but like going through and I'm like, okay, does this, uh, does this commercial speak to me? Does this sound like something I could do? Does it immediately jump off the page to me? And is it something that I can do well? Um, and uh, once I found the pieces that I was like, okay, I like these pieces, there's humor in it. Um, it's a variety. Uh, I can do different characters for them. Then I was sort of kind of, um, I think imagination, first of all, I think imagination plays a huge, huge, huge role in voiceover because oh, you have yeah. to be able to, to imagine um, not just what they sound like, but maybe what they look like, mm -hmm. how they walk, how they talk. Do they talk really fast? Do they talk really slow? Do they talk really, really high? You know, because uh, like, you know, and taking, taking what was on the paper, what was on the page and putting it into myself and figuring out, okay, what is this character? Is this an animal? Is this an actual person? Is this somebody that actually exists? you know, and um, kind of building from there uh, a character that could easily exist. And I think, like, for instance, the um, frisky fresh cat food one. Right. Because uh, it was a mouse. And I'm like, okay, this is a mouse. And, you know, you know, it, it sounds kind of mousy. You know, what kind of sounds mousy? It's, it's kind of high. It's a high voice. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I think, you know, it kind of figuring out little um, adjectives or characteristics about what fits in that world um, of the character of the of the commercial or of the audiobook is what fits in that world and what can I do well? Um, I think that kind of maybe answers your question a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing that I absolutely loved is that you literally had a little picture that you had gotten from the internet and you had it there as a, like a reminder to yourself of yeah, you know, that's what, this that's is what I have in mind. That's something that I've done for for my acting for for a long time, and I don't know where I don't know where I picked it up. I don't know if I just started doing it, but um, for every character that I've that I've done, I would kind of uh, take existing characters that have already existed, whether it was in Disney or in TV or in film. I would take already existing 
characters and I would, you know, print out these pictures and kind of have them on like my make when I was doing my makeup or whatever, preparing for a show, it would be in my little space so that I could really sort of evolve that character and be like, okay, this is some, this is a character. These are, I take little bits and pieces yeah. from characters and kind of, you know, mold my own little. Right. You kind of like, build, you have a starting point and then you build your own on top of it, which is great. Yeah. And to be clear, it's not like imitating. I'm not trying, it's not trying yeah. to imitate something that I've seen. Cause I am actually not very good at imitations or, or imitating other characters. Um, but when I see a visual, a visualization of something, it helps me to create that character. Like if I yeah. see a picture of a mouse wearing like a Newsies hat, <laughs> then I can visualize right. yeah. that, what that character sounds like more. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And it's really, it was, it was cool to experience and, and witness on, on the other end, but somebody that's thinking about doing this, somebody that's thinking about doing voiceover or, uh, you know, animation or any of that, what is your biggest piece of advice? Do you think that maybe it's something that you told yourself, you know, throughout your theater time or even just doing the, the voiceover program? Um, what, what's your biggest piece of advice for somebody that's thinking about tackling this? Uh, man, I think and it's 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 easier to say than it is to do, but you really just have to um, knock down all of your self-conscious <laughs> sort of mm -hmm. ideas of of looking yep. foolish and sounding stupid and looking silly, because I look like an idiot most of the time when I'm <laughs> when I'm acting or I'm doing voices at home. I look ridiculous and I sound ridiculous, but. Um, uh, you know, I, for, for years I was a nanny and I, and I worked with kids and, um, working with kids really kind of helps you <laughs> break down those barriers, but you really just have to, um, shake off all your nerves and, you know, leave it all behind. And cause it's a lot more fun when you're, when you have no inhibitions, you have so much more fun and you feel so much more freer and it sounds better. And when you're fully committed, I think you just have to fully commit. If you're gonna do animation and if you're gonna do character voice kind of work, you have to fully commit all in. And that means you can't just kind of sort of do a character. It has to be all in fully committed. And that means, that means looking like a fool. <laughs> And being Looking okay like with a darn it. Fool. And you know, I think that's that's always the biggest challenge for so many. It was for me. I was a very shy kid growing up, straight through college. Yeah. It took it took me getting on the radio to break out of that. And you know, I, I'm sure there's been many times that if somebody peeked into the radio studio while I was uh, doing a show at some point in the last almost 20 years, that they were probably like, "What the heck is she doing?" <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, it's like I'm putting on a show. Don't judge me. Uh, you yeah. know, so on a show, you're. I mean, the character has to be interesting. It has to be fun. You know, I think I find great joy in it's just making people laugh and making yeah. people smile. And if I can do that and by looking like a total fool, then so be it. <laughs> they made. <laughs> well, listen, Kendall, how how can people find you? I know you've got a website. Go ahead and, and uh, pimp it out. Yeah, yeah. So I've got an acting website. It's www.k segovia so that's k-s-e-g-o-v-i-a 
Com, and yeah, there's then, no R in there. <laughs> no, there's no R. There's no R. I mean, maybe you've got my middle name is Renee, so maybe oh, well, that's maybe you got that. That's the psychic in me. It just knew. Yeah, there, there you go. Uh, but but yeah, I, then, I know that you were planning on kind of linking stuff up when you when you got the demo. So yeah, I'm planning on linking my my voiceover uh, little website to that, and um, so yeah, it's gonna it's all exciting stuff. I'm excited to to expand that part of my career. Yeah, well, I'm excited for you. It was a pleasure being able to do it. It's a pleasure having you on the podcast today. So thank you for making some time. Thank you, Marissa. You're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, if anybody oh, has any questions or if uh, if anybody else wants to be a guest, maybe you're doing some stuff in voiceover right now, info at voicecoaches.com. Again, info at voicecoaches.com. And uh, we'll have another brand new episode coming your way. Oh, there's George uh, coming up next week. Be safe, everybody. Visit voicecoaches.com for more voiceover news and information.